laughing loud and feeling free Never noticed to you there was more They can't see you really So stand out Welcome to the Sunshine State, a space for health, healing, and wellness. Welcome to the Women in Podcasting Festival. Our first show today is Sunshine State, and we got to see you last week, and we loved it. Mm-hmm. So thank you for coming back, and we look forward to what you have to say. Thank you. No problem. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Again, my name is Sunshine Wiley, and this is the Sunshine State. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, First, I just want to say, you know, I'm Sunshine Wiley. I am a mother. I'm a singer. I'm a voiceover actress. I am a writer. I am um, a little bit of a nerd. Uh, There's a lot to me, and I love being able to express both the creativity as well as the intellectual side of me. So um, with that being said, uh, I started this podcast as a result of need. Um, I got to a point in my life where I was completely tired of being surrounded by people who did not value me, who did not uh, accept me, and who did not uh, cherish me the way that I felt that I should be. And now it's it's one thing when you feel like you should be spoiled at every turn, but it's one thing. It's another thing when people just at the core do not treat you the way that you deserve to be treated. Everybody deserves to be treated with respect, with kindness, and with care, especially from the people who are in their core circle. You know, of course, you have conflicts, you have times where there are misunderstandings, but at the core of it there's love for everybody in your core circle but that's not really what I felt like I was experiencing and as a result I became a what I call a learned introvert and so I started to um uh, seclude myself from other people and became a recluse a self-induced recluse and um I decided that you know you know, with all these people hurting me, I figured that I wouldn't hurt myself. So it might be a lot better for me to operate in a way where it was just me and I was in control of my emotions and I was in control of, you know, the good or the bad. Now, on the on the one hand, it's good to be in control of your own happiness. It's good to be in control of your emotions, your thoughts, all that good stuff. But on the other thing, what is not good is to try to um, uh, pursue that, you know, as a result of trying to get back at people. And I didn't do it with the right intentions. I didn't do it because I really wanted to get me back. I did it because I wanted to get back at people and show them that they were wrong about me. And once I really embraced that and understood that, I was able to really operate more with the right intentions. And that's what this journey is about, being very intentional. Um, The Sunshine State uh, actually follows me on my journey as well as everybody who's along with me. Um, You know, we are on a journey to do our best to live lives of good vibes and gratitude, making sure that we're spreading smiles, spreading love, spreading peace everywhere that we are. You know, every day isn't peaches and cream. Every day isn't happiness and hope, but what every day is full of is gratitude and a reason to keep going. 
Every day is full of a purpose and a, and a mission in life that says, I can do this, regardless of how difficult it was at work today, because for whatever reason, I didn't have the best day, regardless of all of that, I can still see that I have that job. Some people don't have a job. I can still look at my life's glasses half full as opposed to half empty. And that's, that's what it's all about. So with all of that, welcome and thank you so much for tuning in. Um, I'll say this to start off. Today I want to talk about um, fighting the urge to self-medicate. A lot of us self-medicate um, in ways that we already know about. Um, the obvious ways, of course, are overeating or binge drinking or um, sleeping in the bed all day or, you know, some people lean to drugs or whatever. So those are ways that we all know to um, self-medicate ourselves. And a lot of the reasons why we do those things is because we get overwhelmed by certain situations that cause us to be like, you know, wait, let me back up and let me try to numb this pain. Let me try to get away from all the things that are happening to me right now. Whether if you got broke up with by somebody, somebody died, or you lost your job or your kids are driving you crazy, whatever. Whatever the situation is, you know, we all have some moment where we feel like, okay, this is too much. I need to go find something that makes me feel good because right now everything else is taken away from me and I need something that's for me. It's something that's giving to me instead of pulling away from me. And so although it's good to have self-care, there's a difference between self-care and self-medication. Self-care takes you to a place where it's like, okay, I can revive myself. I can refresh and renew myself and restore myself. But self-medication uh, takes you to the place where some of it is unhealthy and it only temporarily feeds the need to, to numb that pain. Like overeating makes you feel good because it's, who doesn't want a Twix? Who doesn't like, who doesn't like ice cream? You know, and so, I mean, whether it's lactate ice cream or regular ice cream, who doesn't <laughs> like it, you know? And so it, it feels good temporarily to have the sensation of eating yummy foods, but it's like, okay, after you've eaten that food, now what? After you've eaten that food, what's next? Whereas with self-care, it gives you something that starts with a feeling of restoration and feeling good and feeling happy, but it also gives you a, something to look forward to, something that you can do on a repeated pattern that helps you to eventually not need so much of a certain thing. Like I know for me, one of my methods of self-care um, is gratitude. And I talk about gratitude all the time. And I probably will never stop talking about gratitude because it's literally changed my life. I came into this year um, um, on the verge of suicide. And this year was one where I was like, okay. Because I've thought about it before, but I've never been as close as I actually to carrying it out as I actually was in January of 2018. And I was like, you know what? <clears throat> What am I gonna do to never be here again? What am I gonna do to never have to face this again, to never be to the point where I could potentially leave a child without a mother? Because that would ruin not only my life, because mine would be over, but it would also ruin the life of my child and her other parent and, my, and a whole lot of people attached. But like, who wants to leave a kid without a mommy? And those are the things that I have to say to myself or had to say to myself because it was like, you know, you have to think beyond what's going on right now because it's not even really you that you're frustrated with. It's all of these external sources. It's all of these outside influences that you're, you're just really not on board with. And so how do you get past that? Because suicide isn't the answer. 
and it isn't an option. For me, it is not an option. It's definitely been thought about, but it's just like, you know what? Okay, let's find our way. So that is where I found myself in January. And I was like, you know, what am I gonna do? And so um, I found myself in a bathtub, fully clothed, like just like, oh, I'm at my wit's end. And when I got to that point, something clicked inside my mind and it was just like, okay, what are you gonna do? You've asked these questions time and time again, but literally, what are you gonna do? So I, after I cried for a couple hours, um, <laughs> I got out of that bathtub and um, I went online and I started researching for things to fix me. And I started trying to look for things to make me happy or make me feel better about myself or make me whole. And although my intentions were good, again, the wrong approach because I didn't need to fix me. What I needed to learn how to do was embrace me and be patient with me. What I needed to learn is to understand that in order to really embrace and be patient and all of that stuff, I have to forgive me. Because at the core of it, I did not forgive myself for all of the things that I had allowed in my life. A lot of these bad relationships, bad situations and stuff were things that I allowed into my life. And now, no, it's not right for people to do bad things to you, but what you have the control over is how you respond, react, and receive the residuals of everything that's happening. So because I did not allow myself to, to put a stop to those situations, I you know, built a callus up in my heart for certain things. And so it's like, you know, you gotta set yourself free and you gotta forgive yourself. And once I really came to the, 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 the place and the decision where it was like, wow, I have not forgiven myself. Like at the core of it, I don't like me. I looked in the mirror and I was like, I actually did an episode about that a while. That was actually my first episode. It was called, Do You Like Me? And it was like an introspective question to where it was like, do you, person in the mirror, like me, the person you actually see? And it was like, yikes. For me, the answer was no, absolutely not. I didn't like me. I didn't like the person that I saw because I realized the person that I saw was abusing themselves and allowing other people to abuse you as well. And so I had to change that. I had to change that. And I'm not saying that I'm perfect, not saying that I've arrived because I'm no doctor, no psychologist, no expert in the field or anything like that. Maybe one day I'll be, but not right now. And what I did realize is that I am a real person who is living in a real life situation looking for real answers. And I've been to a therapist. My therapist is great. I am so happy that I was able to align myself with somebody who understood the mission of what I was actually trying to achieve. Um, sadly to say, you know, you have to find the right one for you. The first one didn't really work out. She was a bit more of a cheerleader than I needed. I don't need somebody who's going to say, you got this, you can do it. I mean, that's good every now and then, but that doesn't need to be the whole session. Come on, give me some tools. Tell me something that's going to help me get beyond this. I need some help. I, you know, I got enough, whatever. <laughs> so, I mean, and, and, and side note, um, just so you know, a lot of this stuff I had to endure out of the public eye because I um, am an entertainer. So a lot of times what people see is me smiling and me laughing and me dancing and me singing and me looking very entertaining because that's my job. It's my job to look happy and to be on when I'm on that stage. It's my job to, to, to create an atmosphere of enjoyment. And so when you see me in that atmosphere, you would never think 
that what I'm facing is what's actually happening. And that was, that was, that was real for me because I realized that my stage life and my home life were way different. And like I had a whole lot of supporters and people telling me, which is why I didn't need a cheerleader's therapist because I had all these people cheering me on, but I had, when I got home, it was just me. And sometimes me and my daughter, because I, you know, I'm a cool parent. So sometimes she's with me and sometimes she's not. So um, it was just me at home and it was like, yikes. So now who's gonna cheer you on? Like, do you need that? I mean, I heard a story about Ric Flair and like the one thing, like he always constantly had to be surrounded by people because he always needed to have, you know, that sense of being pumped up and things like that. And like for a lot of us in entertainment, it feels like that when we get home. Like that's that whole Robin Williams syndrome. Like you're on all the time for people. And sometimes you need to be, you need somebody to be on for you. And not even on as in like entertainment, but just being genuinely there for you. And some entertainers don't really get that. You get people who are trying to get from you to, to see what they can get out of you, to leech on, and it's just what it is. But I'm so glad that at that point, I realized that there was more to me than you know all this cheerleading that was going on. It was something that needed to, to get to the root. So anyway, I got off on a tangent, but what I wanna tell you guys is going back to the gratitude as my form of self-care, um, I do um, suggest often to really, really t look inside yourself and to find those things that are in you that bring you peace, that bring you happiness, that bring you joy. I will tell you, during the time, um, I I'll tell you a quick story. I actually had a boyfriend. Um, we were together um, for like maybe two years. Um, off and on kind of, but um, it, it started off rough, um, but you know, we got together, it was a natural chemistry, it was so easy and so wonderful to be together, but you know, it got to a point where he started to treat me poorly and I accepted it because I was like, oh, it'll get better because I was still thinking about how things were at the beginning of the relationship. I was still focused on how good things had been before he started being a jerk to me. And what I did is I sacrificed myself. And at the end of that relationship, um, my best friend died of uh, breast cancer at the same time that the relationship was ending. So it was just like, oh God, everything's happening all at the same time, why? And so I went to him when she passed away. It was like, I think like two o'clock in the morning and I, two or three in the morning, something like that, it was late. So um, I called him and he didn't answer. So I went over there, I knocked on the door and I was like, my best friend died. Somebody just called me and told me she was dead. And he was so numb. He was like, you came over my house unannounced. And he was more focused on the fact that I was there unannounced instead of being like, well, yeah, I'm sleepy, I know, but here's a hug, because I know it hurts. This is a person who was really important to you, so here's a hug. It was more like, well, what do you want? I want a hug. I want you to be there for me. <laughs> what do you mean, what do I want? And the thing that I had to realize is that it took that moment for me to set my, myself, really set myself free from that situation, because it ended and it was a really hard thing to get past because a lot of my life and a lot of my, my life stock was in those people. I lost two very important people to me in the same month, you know? And it was like, 
I lost these people who, who made it seem like life was like, had purpose and had meaning. And then when you lose them, you feel like you lose your purpose and your meaning. And that was when I realized, I was like, okay, wait, what's, what's, going, what's going on? And then that was when I actually started self-medicating more. I was drunk probably three days a week. I was eating all the time, every time, like from the time I got off work to the time I went back to work, I was in my bed probably the whole night. Like the days that I had my daughter, sadly, I was doing the same thing. And I would try to force myself to get out of the bed, but I couldn't. And I was, I was to the point where it was like, oh my gosh, like why are you allowing this happen? But how many of us do that to ourselves? How many of us try to push ourselves to the point of, or not push ourselves, but allow a situation to push us to a situation, to a point where we can't handle it anymore, or we are no longer able to function outside of these people or these situations? Like, when, when do you set yourself free from those traps? When do you set yourself free from other people's opinions, other people's thoughts, other people's cares and worries? When do you set yourself free from that? Have I, have I arrived at that place? No. And I'm speaking to you as a person on the same journey, right along with everybody else who is in it with me. We got this. There's absolutely nothing there's absolutely nothing that we are incapable of doing. And I say that all the time because once you start to really understand where your mind is and where your mindset is going, then those are the things that you start to operate in. And those are the things that you start to see. I'm actually setting myself free. I'm setting myself free and I'm just taking people along right on the journey. Whoever wants to be with me, fine. Anybody who's around me, I always say, no, we're not gonna operate with this pity party situation. I mean, it's, it's, it's fine to, to be sad. It's fine to have um, areas of disappointment and, 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 and things like that. But what you can't do is you can't sit there and constantly see yourself as the victim of everything. You're not the victim. You have the power and the control to change any and every situation in your life. You hold the power to keep that relationship that's bad or to let it go. You have the power to stay at that job where your boss is abusive or to let it go. You have the choice to either love yourself or not. So I chose love. I chose love. I chose it. I mean, let me, let me say this. I mean, I know that it's easy to sit up here and sound like I've, I've arrived, but I'm telling you, it's an uphill battle. It's an uphill battle. It's not something that I can say um, has just been like peaches, cream, roses, and everything that's beautiful. No, it hasn't. I literally have to go to my gratitude jar. I have this cute little gratitude jar in my uh, kitchen where I um, enter in, like write on little pieces of paper, things that I'm grateful for, and I drop it in there. And the jar is getting more and more full, so I got a bigger jar. So it was like, because I wanted to look empty so that I can keep pouring in so I never feel like I have to stop putting gratitude in that jar. So um, I got a bigger jar and I, now it looks like, you know, tiny amount in there. And so I pull out some of those gratitudes every now and then just to read them, just to remind myself, especially on days where I feel like total crap. Um, I go in there and I'm like, you know what? Let's look at some of this gratitude. Gratitude number one, you have a beautiful, talented daughter who loves you to the earth, the moon, the stars, the galaxies, and back. She adores you. You have that, that's gra gratitude. You have a car that runs. <laughs> hey, you just got a free oil change. That's something to be grateful for, you know? You got 50% uh, off when you went to Walmart. 
for some coupon and Walmart is already cheap, but then they had a super clearance going on. Something to be, be something to be very grateful for. I love a sale. And so you or you went to the thrift store, shh, the boutique. And and you went on a Monday where they have like the the super duper sales and you found something that was perfect. And then when you went to the dry cleaner, they had a sale going on. So your whole day was like super cheap. I love a good deal. But those are the things that those are the small things that you have to look for. My hair looked nice today. I had a great hair day. Or even if you didn't have a good hair day, my eyelashes were great. I had some nice makeup on today. Or my clothes were cute today. Or my shoes, whatever. The small thing that makes you happy. Or my lunch was awesome. Or for people like me, I'm grateful that I did not eat like a horse today. I have to control that because you know, I like food. So I have to be like, okay, let's operate in moderation. Let's not go overboard. But that's an area of gratitude for me. And whatever that area of gratitude is for you, you have to take that opportunity and really reflect on those things because life will bring you all the way down if you let it. And I believe, I absolutely believe that your world, your life, where you are is shaped by how you think. A lot of us think in a way um, where positive, where we get positive aspects and positive feelings and positive uh, reinforcement and affirmations and things like that. And it may start off as being a lot of words, but when you start to really believe and accept and, and, and take in and become one with those affirmations, they start to really flourish and, and, and develop and become even more in you. But when you allow yourself to be full of negative thoughts full of negative uh, or, or noticing more negative things than positive things, then those are the more things that you will see. Like I, I, um, I had a time in my life where I was like, well, nobody likes me. It's always me that's getting this, or it's always me that's going through that, or it's always me. And it's like, once I really was verbalizing, and I, was, I started believing that at one point. The first time I said that, I didn't really believe it like that. It just felt like, dang, this is always happening to me. But the more you say those things, the more you live with those things, the more they become who you are. And so I believe that just like I learned that negative behavior, I can learn a positive behavior as well. And I just wanna encourage you guys to do the same, to take some time out today to understand that you are more powerful than you could ever imagine. There is absolutely nothing that you cannot accomplish. You can be fearless in a situation where it's easy to be fearful. You can be strong even in opportunities where it's probably easier to be weak. You can be purposeful with your time and your efforts. You know, you can make sure that the people you spend your time with and, and the things that you invest your efforts into, you can make sure that those things are positive, are peaceful, are creating something that will build up instead of tear down. You know, all of us, you know, have the opportunity and ability to overcome everything that we are uh, faced with. We are gems being dug from beneath all of the dirt every single day. And once we're from under the dirt, then we can shine in the light like we were supposed to in the first place. Don't ever forget that, okay? Now, um, let the things that I said to you today um, not come as like a lecture, because I, I never want to come off as lecturing people because I have a passion, like a, a, a huge passion for the subject matter. And I know sometimes it can come off as preachy, but I, I just want to say that I really care because I don't really want, I, I don't want anybody, even my worst enemy, to 
experience where I've been. I mean, and I know I haven't been in the worst of situations. People have been in far worse situations than me. But I care enough to not want to see, genuinely not want to see people hurt. So I say all that because I care. And so thank you for having the time, taking the time to um, listen. And I appreciate you. Um, Thank you for joining me in this journey for good vibes and gratitude. This has been the Sunshine State. Again, my name is Sunshine Wiley. Um, please be sure to subscribe, like, and share. You can also visit us at the website, www.sunshinestate.com. That's www.sunshinestate.com. Sunshine is spelled with an O. So just so you know, every time I say Sunshine State, it's S-O-N-S-H-I-N-E. <laughs> Um, you can also uh, follow me on Twitter at Sunshine Wiley. Um, on Facebook, I am the Sunshine State is the uh, Facebook page, and on Instagram, I am at Sunshine State Vibes. That's all I have for you today. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining the journey to the Sunshine State, a space for health, healing, and wellness.